0: And we're back with a bonus episode of Pass It to Patrick. Uh, This is a sports podcast, and uh, welcome if you are a new listener. We have a great, great show for you today. We're doing two episodes this week, mainly because there's so much to talk about in the sports world. Uh, The Lakers pulled off an amazing win. LeBron hit a clutch shot. That's exactly why on my last podcast I said the NBA playoffs and the NBA would miss LeBron so much. They they need LeBron. The NBA needs LeBron, whether they realize it or not. But he is an incredible player. Maybe the GOAT. Who knows? Uh, still riding his legacy. But no doubt, great game. So the Lakers are in the playoffs. They're going to play Phoenix with that seventh seed. Really just All around, good team win by them. Uh, I would have liked to see a little more uh, fight out of a couple of the Lakers players. You know, Andre Drummond, Contavious Caldwell had a decent game. Dennis Schroeder probably played his worst game as a Laker. But, you know, they pulled out the win. So, uh, good on the Lakers. You know, and uh, Tim Tebow's officially signed with the Jags. Just a lot of storylines to, you know, dive into. That's exactly why I wanted to do two episodes this week. Because the sports world, it seems like it, it's not slowing down. It's actually uh, speeding up. And uh, so we're going to start with this um, today. Uh, whatever we do in life, we, uh, we want to succeed. Whether we work for a company, we always want those high-pressure situations. Wh- whatever we're doing, we want to impress the boss, right? We want to be in the high-pressure situation. at crunch time. You want to impress. Some people... Do really well with that. Some people uh, crack under pressure. There have been many guys who the league thought were going to be the face of the league in the NBA. But certain people are built for those situations. You look back at all the greats, and most recently it's Tom Brady and LeBron James. Uh, you know, and some of these younger guys they're still writing their stories, so you don't know where they are yet. But LeBron James and <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up, too. Steph Curry, he's one of the great ones, too. He played amazing in that game. But they thrive in those high-pressure situations. They just do. They have that mentality, the Mamba mentality. Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, LeBron, Tom Brady, Steph Curry, and KD, even. KD has thrived in those big situations. And some people thrive in them, and then some people shrink in them. And just to kind of make it a little more clear LeBron James from a young age the pressure was put on him to thrive and be the player that he's become and so when he came into the league everyone was he was on magazine covers the pressure was just on so much but what does he do he comes in and he impresses time after time again and it's no different people thought that he was you know Going downhill, retiring. He had one of his worst games, you know, this year. You want to know the stats? 11 rebounds, 10 assists, 22 points. (laughs) One of his worst games. Yeah, right. So if that's his worst game, then I'll take that all day. And this just proves why some people are built for those situations, whether it's in a business, whether you're playing basketball, whether you're playing football. Some people just thrive there. And Tom Brady has done it in football games, and just like LeBron. But the main thing that the point of this is, some players are not built for that. And you've seen it throughout the NBA and NFL. The lights are just too bright for them. And this is why the league needs to appreciate what they have while they have it. Because LeBron is getting older, and his body is failing him a little bit. It just is. that's the reality of the situation. I mean, he's in his, you know, getting into his late 30s, and Steph Curry's in his 30s. Tom Brady's, he's like 40-some. But some people are built for those situations, and these guys, you know, I have yet to see a younger player other than Patrick Mahomes who wants that high-pressure situation. Um, A lot of guys don't, you know. They don't thrive there. So I'm going to give you my top five clutch players of today's game. And my top five are Russell Wilson he's number 5 cuz he has shown up big time in games but he's number 5 all right he's number 5 then we are going to go with the one and only KD Kevin Durant he has shown time and time again that he wants those big situations he's number 4 on my list okay number 3 is Patrick Mahomes he has shown time and time again why he is a clutch player so Patrick Mahomes is number three number two is Steph Curry Steph Curry he I mean did you see some of those shots he was putting up uh the other night in that game they were incredible those shots were just uh incredible I think he did one where he turned his back and looked away and just shot it without looking and it went in switch that that guy's number two all right now number one you're like where's LeBron where's Tom Brady these guys are tied at number one they're but they're both number one right now seven rings LeBron hits that clutch shot and he called for the ball LeBron called for the ball he was like hey give me the ball and after the game he said that he saw three rims he aimed for the middle one so he he is clutch I don't understand the people that say he's not clutch he has hit more game-winning shots than certain than players in the league in the past and he he, it's time he gets respect uh, for being uh, a clutch player and Steph Curry's clutch that's my top five and then some guys are not built for those situations. Just, you know, they're, they're there, and they kind of are clutch. They're kind of not. Uh, Paul George, I I don't think he's clutch. There, there's, some, there's certain players in both leagues that I just don't. I know people will probably say, where's Aaron Rodgers? And he, there have been moments with Aaron Rodgers, but he's not as uh, clutch as I'd like him to be in moments. But the game was fun. AD put up some great points. And this was a high pressure. I was watching the game. And I felt like there was tension in the room where I was. And I can't imagine what that building was like because that was to get in. And if you don't get in, the Lakers are in a tough spot. And so the team just – and they were down early, just a really – Uh, good game to watch. If you missed it, uh, go check out the highlights because it it was something special. Now, you know, kind of transitioning off that to the Lakers in the playoffs because they made the playoffs. All right, Lakers fans, congratulations. You're in the playoffs. Now the work starts because you got to get LeBron back to, I'd say, 90%. He kind of went back down to 70, I think, and now he's got to go back up to 90. But they play the Phoenix Suns, and the Phoenix Suns, they have a good team. They do. They got Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and, you know, they're the number two seed. So they got DeAndre 8-2 coming up. You know, they're no scrubs. They're ready to play. I mean, got a young team. They are a good team. So the Lakers got their work cut out for them. I think AD's got to show a lot of fight and a lot of grit grit, uh, in that game. He needs to play the five. I know he doesn't like it. I know he'd rather play, you know, a little more finesse. But I feel like they need him at five. Andre Drummond is great for in the— Paint big body, you know, pounded on. He he's good there, but I really believe AD needs to play the five to to maximize this game. But it's it's a tough game because they need LeBron. I'd say at like eighty five percent, and I think they need AD to play the five. Thankfully, they got in. They can rest a little bit, get ready for uh, the Suns. Just. Overall, that series, I think, will have a lot of pressure on it because if the Lakers can get by that, I, f- I think their chemistry will be rolling then. They're going to find their groove, I think, in like the third game. They're going to find their, I think it'll go 2-1 and then they'll win it uh, in the fourth game, but I, they're, they're going to find their groove in this playoff series. So, I'm, I'm excited to watch that game. And, you know, Warriors aren't done either. We got the Warriors. They're playing tonight. It's a big game for them. They're playing Memphis, and they win, they're in. Interesting storyline with the Warriors, transitioning again from that story, is apparently there are some people that think the, the Warriors should blow it up and Steph should leave. Oh, he's not leaving. He's a warrior for life. I believe he'll play there till he retires. He loves that city. They love him. And, you know, some people have said LeBron and him should team up. LeBron's buddy-buddy. I just think LeBron's recognized his greatness now. And they're just, he respects him. But as far as him leaving, I don't think that'll happen. I think they'll run it back next year with Clay. I don't see them going far in the playoffs, but the Warriors could make a decent run. And the Warriors, that that team, the depth, they're showing their depth this year for sure uh, the, the role players you know Wiseman's a good upcoming player he'll need a couple of years to develop but I mean they're getting Clay back next year you shouldn't blow the organization uh, up this year and start trading players away they're they're definitely still uh, going through some growing pains with the young players they'll be fine they're going to come back next year they're going to put up a good fight Clay Thompson's I mean he the guy's you know a huge threat from the three-point line, and he's going to take even more pressure off Steph. Look what Steph did this year. He should be, him and Chris Paul are right there at MVP. I think Steph has honestly now edged out Chris Paul a little bit, and I think, I personally believe Steph should win it. I think it'll still go to Jokic, but, you know, just my opinion, Jokic deserves it too. So, the Warriors play Memphis. Memphis with, uh, that team, they got some good players on that team. It'll be a fun game to watch. I, I'd i recommend tuning into that game tonight. But this game will be interesting because just like how we started the show off, clutch players. Some guys are built for those situations. We'll find out if Ja Morant tonight is built for this situation, the high-pressure, high-stakes situation. And, you know, assuming uh, the Lakers can pull off the wins they needed and they get to the finals, and Brooklyn, I believe, It'll be them and the Bucs to go to the finals. I think the, I think the Nets are gonna make it. They're just that offensive firepower. If they start playing together in the playoffs and they find their groove, they're definitely gonna make it to the finals. But I, I believe the Lakers can make it to the finals. Now they weren't playing in the finals to beat Brooklyn. They're gonna have to play big and play big the right way with their bigs because they were they were playing big against the Warriors, but I don't think they were playing it right. Uh, there was a lot of times Steph was just running around guys. And that's a credit to Steph because he's uh, great, but the Lakers need to figure it out a little bit. That chemistry's still a little off key points. My three key points, getting the chemistry, getting LeBron to 85% and getting AD to play the five. I think that's their, that's their ticket uh, for this season. And you know what? I'm, I'm honestly going for the Lakers cause I love that, that storyline of LeBron still writing his legacy. And uh, yeah, that's who I got. That's who I'm picking. And uh, you know today's a great day, and I want to segue into this because Tim Tebow is officially signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's a he's a jaguar, and uh, I've talked about Tebow in that situation in past episodes, but I think there's a bigger storyline developing here, and it's it's a slow burn storyline. The big storyline is Tim Tebow, but. Then it's Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and the owner and the Jaguars situation because I think I, I'm all for Tebow going. I think he's maximizing his, uh, you know, leverage with uh, Urban Meyer. He he's taking advantage of you know his publicity. You know, so many so many of these uh, celebrities today, it's all about marketing. You know, the the Jake Paul Logan Paul fights. Uh, it's all about um people appealing to social media and doing things for shock and awe and yeah the sports boxing's fallen off uh, hard but that's what that's what being a celebrity is today shock and awe doing thing after thing to keep your name relevant and keep money coming in from endorsements and honestly Tim Tebow I don't blame him one bit he's doing this for his career some people have said you know just retire move on you know you don't you quit doing this but hey He's not, I'm hoping it works out, personally. He's he's going to play tight end. What I've seen with this guy is fight and determination. And, you know, they were highly impressed per report. They they saw him work out. They gave him things to work on. He came back. He worked on them. And now he's got himself a one-year deal with the Jags. But the bigger storyline here, and I'm not so much worried about the Tebow thing, just that. There's a lot, a lot of pressure on Urban Meyer. And a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence. Because Tim Tebow thing, I think I think Urban Meyer, you know, he likes Tebow. He's just going to give him a chance. But if this doesn't work, and the Jaguars can't make it work with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, we could be looking at a huge Jaguar team move out of Jacksonville. That team on the move. Because... The fan base will realize, oh my gosh, time after time after time with these quarterbacks and these head coaches, and it doesn't work, and we're gonna stop going to games. Jersey don't jerseys don't sell. I think the Tebow thing is a little, you know, little oomph in this franchise because they need a lot of oomph. They need. A lot to go right with Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence. And I, I think they, I think the owner is going to give him a couple of years, but he wants to see results like that. He, he wants them to start winning and building a culture here. And if they don't, I think they could be on the move. I really do. I, I think they could choose a number of cities to go to because, you know, the fan base is tired of year after year after year, you know, losing. Most teams have shown growth, you know, the expansion teams. They've shown the growth, but the Jags have just been middle of the row. They haven't, they haven't, you know, proven much in the last, you know, decade. You know, and they've had some decent quarterbacks on there, but the whole, the overall thing here is they, the biggest storyline developing is they got to got to figure it out, and got to win, or that team could be on the move. And pressure on Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence. I'm not too worried about the Tebow thing. I. I kinda hope Tim Tebow does well at tight end. You know? He's already chosen chosen his uh jersey, number eighty five. That's gonna be a huge seller. And uh I'm not mad at all. A lot of people are, you know, getting mad at Tebow saying, you know, he had his chance. This is you know what, this is this is the NFL and this is true. It's a tough sport, you gotta earn your way to it. But this is a show, man. And selling tickets. I mean let's not forget money rules all especially with the NFL forget about it being a level playing field <laughs> money money drives the NFL and if hey they can make money off this why not it's no different than Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes is so talented so clutch the talent thing yeah he's talented but he's marketable for the NFL and long after Brady retires they will have someone to market and he'll be the face of the league so the whole the whole perception here is this won't be good for the locker room. Tebow will disrupt things. I I doubt he will. I think if he goes out there and he shows these players how hard he's working, that'll all just go away like that. He'll play a good a good solid year on the Jags, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll be great at tight end. No one really knows, do we? No, no one really knows. He might be great. And then all these you know Tebow haters will you know have to be like well I guess he can play a lot of uh you know different position and uh, you know so and so and so but he's 34 that is a little older if it doesn't work the Jags aren't out anything like I've said before but th- the Jaguars I think the storyline there is going beyond Tebow and if they have to succeed and Urban Meyer's smart he'll learn he'll he'll adapt well Trevor Lawrence is smart but I think they got two years. And that owner wants to see, you know, a winning record because the pressure's on. So, you know, uh, that's just one thing in the NFL that's been, you know, on my mind. And Tebow, I, I don't think, so many people think about the past and what he's done. And people have said that his fan base is toxic and they're, you know, they're a little crazy. The Tebow fans, Tebow mania was a little crazy. But that's my opinion on Tebow. I don't think it's bad for the Jaguars. There's a lot bigger things going on with them than just signing Tim Tebow. So now let's just jump back to the NBA a little bit because Russell Westbrook has delivered on his midseason vow to take the Washington Wizards to the playoffs. Russell Westbrook is respected around the league for his high intensity and high play style. I love Westbrook. I got to see him play live. The intensity that guy brings is incredible. I'd want him on my team. And this is exactly why I think he's still a top 20 player in the league. Definitely top 20 because you go to an organization, he's been moved around. I feel like people have messed with Westbrook in the past. You know, they they've moved him around. He never truly learned how to play the point guard position. And he is finding his stride there with Washington, Washington. And, Definitely, I'm excited to see them back in the playoffs. And they are going to go and they're going to play the top-seeded Philadelphia 76ers on Sunday in the first round. So, that game, I do think the Philadelphia 76ers will pull out the win because Joel Embiid is playing out of his mind. And uh, they're definitely going to pull out the win there. But Russell Westbrook, you know, there's been conversations on... Is he the? Is he a good player? Is he well? Obviously, he's a good player, but is he a great player? And the guy has broken the triple double record, and that's huge for his legacy because we talk about championships, and championships are important, and the pedigree for being, you know, a top five player is championships. You look at the top five players, whether it's Michael, LeBron, Steph, KD, I could go on and on and on. Magic these guys championships and Kobe forgot about Kobe, but these guys in championships. And so Russell Westbrook, if he can get a championship ring, I think if he can just get one with a team, that will be huge for his legacy. He's already had a great legacy. If he retires tomorrow, he's hall of fame. He's on his way. Just forget about it. There's so many people that will judge you on a ring. It's, it's crazy. But rings are important, too. Uh, And Russell Westbrook, his high-intensity play is what's earned him respect around the league. And that's why I think he's already earned a Hall of Fame spot. Because Bradley Beal on that team is a great player. And you just insert Westbrook in there, you know, with the offseason trade. And I love it because I love watching him play. He is a fun player to watch, and that's exactly why players around the league uh, love Russell uh, Westbrook. And, boy, it was fun to see him and KD play together. That seems like a lifetime ago, though, when they played together. (sighs) Giannis. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis. Giannis is in the pressure spot now. Now, I think the Milwaukee Bucks will succeed this year. But I want to see Giannis take that next step to that clutch, everything that's on the line, give me the ball, I'm going to go win this game. He's done it in the regular season and he's done it in the postseason at certain times, but I need to see his confidence and his intensity in the playoffs this year. I I want the Bucks to do well. I do. They're they're the sleeper team of this year, and I feel like when you have a sleeper team, that just motivates them even more to do well because the pressure's off, right? So the the Bucks. I want to see them do well, but they need Giannis to take that next step. This team is they got. You know, Chris Middleton, you know, they got Russ, uh, Jan- Excuse me, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Those two guys are going to lead that team, but they really need uh, that it factor, that clutch moment from Giannis. So I need to see that this year in terms of the Bucks, because I, I-, I want them to have a good playoff run. But Giannis has got to show me that, you know. And the NBA playoffs are-, are getting ready to kick off and definitely pumped up for it. And I think all the NBA fans should be too. So, segueing into the NFL again, because there's a lot of news surrounding Julio Jones and where he will end up. Because, reportedly, the Atlanta Falcons are looking and shopping Julio Jones to different teams. So, you know, trade partners are lining up who I think he'll fit on. Uh, It's tough to say, but I really think the Ravens would benefit from Julio Jones quite a bit. I think the Packers, to keep Aaron Rodgers there, would benefit uh, from them and then my third team that I think would love to get Julio is the Patriots I really do I think they would love to have an offen- uh, offensive receiving receiver weapon because the wide wide receiver position for the Patriots is so up and down it seems like Bill Belichick and that team they can draft great corners that's for sure but when it comes to receivers they have missed uh, terribly so Julio Jones I would love to see him going there to give Cam another weapon but those are my three teams that I want to see Julio go to. And this, the, the whole thing with Julio is I think he's a great wide receiver, but he is showing his age. He's 32 years old, and, you know, he's, he's set to make, well, he's Jones is set to draw a base salary of $15.3 million uh, during the 2021 season. So that's a huge contract. And the Falcons have already said they're getting younger with Kyle Pitts. The, the transition of the rebuild, it's I love how the Atlanta Falcons are doing this rebuild because they're not going into it. I think there's times to be aggressive, and I think there's times to pull back, and how the Atlanta Falcons are handling their rebuild is really smart. They are handling it like a slow-moving process because they want to kind of weed out some of the older players. They want to insert the new pieces. you know They're going to go quarterback, uh, I believe, next year get Matt Ryan's successor. He'll play a year behind Matt Ryan and they'll, you know, move on from Matt Ryan. But I love the process that they're going through with this because they're not freaking out and just trading Julio for a fifth round pick. You know, maybe they want to try and get a younger player and a pick. I could see them potentially getting a younger player with some development that needs done and maybe a fifth round, fourth round pick with that. And I think that would be a great uh, trade haul for Julio Jones because he does have a big contract and, You know, some teams have said the Bears, you know, the Saints. I don't think it'll be the Saints. They're kind of top-heavy already at receiver uh, with Michael Thomas. And the Cowboys, I've heard. But the Cowboys are, you know, they got a lot of weapons already. A lot of weapons. Now, they did go all defense in the draft. So, it wouldn't hurt to maybe add an offensive weapon. But I don't know if receiver is uh, quite what they need. But Ravens, Patriots, and Packers. I think if the Packers were to get him, that would go a long way in keeping Aaron Rodgers there. Because Aaron Rodgers, it, it depends on the, a few things uh, weigh in on if Aaron Rodgers is going to leave. Communication, he wants that GM fired and a top tier player. So, you know, I don't agree with Aaron Rodgers and how he's going about it, but that's how he is. I think the Packers would benefit from Julio Jones. The Ravens could use him too because Lamar Jackson, he's playing out of his mind, he's playing great. But, you know, never hurts to have another receiver. It just doesn't. Someone who you can throw it up to Julio and you know he's going to catch it. He's just one of those guys. Chuck it up, he'll catch it. And I think that would be good for Lamar Jackson because Lamar Jackson has a tendency to be a little aggressive. He does have a great passer rating, but another weapon never hurt anyone. So those are my three teams who I think uh, would benefit from getting Julio. And now we're going to dive into a little bit of the Washington football team. Uh, because the Washington Football Team releases longtime starting right tackle Morgan Moses, and I liked Morgan; uh, he was a good lineman. I think it was time, though. This team is shifting; they're kind of doing the slow thing too. They're moving on from some of their older players. They they're kind of going about, and I love how they're doing that. But that defense is stacked. I think they need to sign another offensive lineman, some depth. But uh, you know, he's moving on, and uh, if Washington. They have the number one defense, in my opinion, of the league. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan. They they do. So they need to sure up that offensive line. I'm not a fan of Fitzpatrick, but I think he's a good manager. Who are we going to take this year? Who are we going to take, really? I mean, I didn't have somebody picked out. And I know the Washington football team didn't have somebody. They were almost forced to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think it's a bad signing. Who knows how – you know – Carolina, they could have called Carolina, offered him something. Carolina says no, and then that's it. You know, if they didn't want Sam Darnold as bad, you know, they they did what they had to do. They they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't think it's a bad signing, but we need to protect him a little bit. So maybe getting a better offensive lineman is the way to go. But the Washington Football Team, I'm excited as a fan. I can't wait for this season. So what has been the overall arcing story? of this podcast episode today it's been about clutch players and showing clutchness and just to circle it on back to LeBron I don't understand how people can still hate on him because you need to appreciate a good thing while you got it and the NBA should start appreciating that and I think that shot last night said it all now LeBron sold the foul a little bit against Draymond there's people that always bring up la Le, flopper, LeBron's a flopper. Well, they all are. They can all sell it. They all want to sell it at some point. You know. So, but it it just comes back to that clutch factor, and some guys have it and some da- guys don't. And LeBron James has it 100%. It, uh, ugh, man, and it's like S- Stephon Curry has it, LeBron has it, and KD has it. But I'm tired of people not appreciating what they got when they got it. Because once he's retired, who's going to be that guy? Who? All these guys are getting older. All of the guys in the NBA are getting older. I hope Zion, I hope Donovan Mitchell, I hope Jokic can take even another step. I really do. Giannis, I hope he can take another step. Giannis could be a great face of the league. There was talk about it a couple years ago, but it never really amounted to anything. Maybe it was like a year ago. But if he can show that he's clutch, he could be a great face of the league. And so just overall, I think the, the overall story of this podcast right now is showing that you are great when given the opportunity. Hey, I have a great time doing the podcast. This was a bonus episode this week. I'm going to try and uh, get more out uh, to you guys. I got to still get some music for it. It would mean so much if you guys could hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. It goes a long way uh, in helping out this podcast, and I hope everyone enjoys it. Um, if you haven't yet, go follow me on Twitter and follow me on Instagram, uh, Facebook as well. I got uh, pages set up everywhere. I'm, I'm you know, releasing storylines every now and then. So the podcast is fun to do. Um, love talking to you guys about different stuff. Love sharing with you my opinion on things. And so, yeah, just hit that subscribe button and listen out for uh, next week's episode. This has been Pass It to Patrick, and uh, have a good day.